0: Welcome to the People and Culture team's second podcast as part of the One Janison series. This is Pippa, the head of People and Culture at Janison and the topic for today's podcast is mental health. This month in October, 2020, we have been raising awareness for mental health through a number of small company-wide initiatives. Some of these have been around encouraging the team to be more active with a walk to work day. We provided a healthy breakfast across all office locations in support of eating better to aid better mental health. There have been weekly tips on a number of topics, such as managing stress, the benefits of nutrition, and so on. This week, we are hearing from one of our very own employees as she talks to us about her experience living with a mental health condition and the stigma that comes with this. And so I welcome Kim McGuire. Kim is one of our product owners and is based in our Gold Coast office. So jumping straight in, Kim, what qualifies you to talk about mental health stigma? Well,
1: I have a degree in psychology and 13 years of experience as a behavioural researcher and human-centred designer. I'm an inclusion and accessibility advocate and 18 years ago, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I'd say I'm particularly qualified to talk about mental health stigma.
0: Okay, I would agree. Um, Tell me about your experiences with uh, bipolar disorder. There's a
1: joke among psychology students that when you get your first diagnostic manual, the official book of symptoms and diagnoses, you will diagnose yourself and everyone you meet with every possible illness. And strangely, that actually saved me from a world of pain. Um, Being informed and understanding the symptoms of bipolar disorder made it easier for me to recognize that I needed help. Diagnosis required a specific set of symptoms for a specific uh, period of time, and this had to cause dysfunction in my life, which it did. Once diagnosed, I could say, I feel broken because I am bipolar and that label really helped me. I finally felt like there was a name for what I experienced and that if there was a name for it, then there must also be others out there like me. The diagnosis meant that I wasn't alone. We tried a few different types of treatments, medications, therapies, all in different combinations. Some worked well, some had side side effects. It took about three years to get to a stable enough place where I no longer really identified with the label as being part of my identity. Today, I don't consider myself bipolar at all. I have bipolar disorder. I will carry that diagnosis and continue managing it always. But I no longer experience any of the dysfunction that came along with it. So instead, I think of myself as a professional, a team member, a human-centered designer, an accessibility advocate, a foster carer, an amateur but very enthusiastic craft maker, a fudge connoisseur, a shower singer, a pink-haired purveyor of jazz hands. Basically, I am a lot of things, but my bipolar disorder is a tiny fraction of who I am. And that's where stigma comes in.
0: Okay, thank you. So um, to talk to us, uh, or tell us, what does stigma mean to you?
1: Stigma is what happens when people fill in the gaps in their understanding about you without asking questions. By telling you all that I have a mental health diagnosis, I risk you judging my actions, emotions and behaviours based on this new information. This judgement can be overt or subtle, Stigma can just be just as invisible and pervasive as mental illness. If I'm frustrated by, say, inefficiencies in our business, you might connect my irritability with my bipolar diagnosis and incorrectly think, "Oh, she's not managing her condition very well. That's a stigma that I fear. I fear that people will consider me to be less than, I fear that people will see me as vulnerable instead of confident, independent and capable. I fear that people will assume that I'm hyper emotional and that the things that make me special, sparkly, unique are simply a manifestation of my bipolar disorder. I fear that you'll make it a bigger part of my identity than I do and that who I am will get lost underneath it. So, I decided to be open, honest, and to start a conversation at a societal level so that we can destigmatise mental health. It's only going to happen when we make the invisible visible and stop trying to fill in the blanks ourselves.
0: Okay, thanks, Kim. Um, so, tell us what do you think we can do as a group uh, to help destigmatise mental health?
1: We can do all of the things we know we need to listen, be supportive, ask are you okay, blah, 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 blah. These (laughs) things are obvious and frankly they're not enough. We need to recognize that we all make assumptions, connecting dots that are not connected and that flipping our thinking, believing instead that we don't know everything. We would be more actively curious, make fewer assumptions and ask instead of judge. Our deep-rooted belief that I am right, is called cognitive rigidity. This is what we need to acknowledge and change in ourselves. Be willing to not know the answer. Be willing to ask the silly questions. That's how we'll encourage others to tell their stories and to open up our frames of reference further. So, listeners, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Number one, assume that you don't know anything for certain and that there's always more to the story. Number two, ask questions instead of filling in the gaps. And number three, when the facts change, be willing to change your mind too. These three steps, although difficult, will ensure that our collective stories are always embraced with kind curiosity.
0: There's some really good tips there thanks kim um okay so final question uh, is what advice would you give to people who are experiencing mental health challenges today
1: okay to so those of you firstly i'm sorry that you're experiencing that heaviness and i'm here if you want to talk to someone who's been under that heaviness too but secondly i don't have advice for you all i can offer you is my story 18 years ago, the life I have now seemed unfathomable. It was the transparency of information and discussion about mental health that made me feel comfortable to take the steps towards feeling healthy again. It was hard to choose to invest in myself when I felt like the future wasn't clear. I tended to put more pressure on myself than I did on others. I stigmatized myself so that others wouldn't. It took actively changing my old mindset to reduce my own self-stigma. So if I can take even the tiniest step towards destigmatizing mental health on a grander scale, then this moment of radical honesty will have been totally worth it. I also encourage questions, so if anyone has questions for me about bipolar disorder, how it feels, how I knew, how I was diagnosed, or anything really, you're welcome to ask. I will absolutely answer with as much honesty as I can give you. And honesty is probably the most important gift I've got. So it's yours if you want.
0: Thanks, Kim. Uh, And thank you so much for your honesty and for speaking so openly about this topic. Um, I was actually going to ask if you're happy for questions. So thank you. So look, uh, as the end of this podcast, uh, a huge thank you to Kim um, for speaking so openly and um, to everyone who's listening, if, if there's anything that you'd like to know more about or, or if you'd just like to understand more and, and learn about um, the, the stigma attached to or otherwise um, the condition that Kim's discussed, please do reach out. Thank you.
1: Thank you.